I've talked about it before, but it's always good to check back in and think about what we're doing day to day and what we expect to get from that. So if every day you're going autopilot and getting upset at every inconvenience or thinking about things that happened in the past or might happen in the future, you know, what do you expect to happen? (laughs) You might expect that you're going to feel bad. And what if you're saying positive affirmations and eating well and trying to reframe yourself after you after you feel and validate yourself then try to reframe how do you think you're gonna feel probably pretty good so i have to look at what i've been doing and what i want to do and try to split the difference so that means i'm not going to be perfect in doing everything i want but if i was i would be brushing my teeth twice a day washing my face twice a day with moisturizer and spf and showering and washing my hair frequently and keeping up with laundry and keeping my room clean and my car clean and doing extra chores and just staying on top of things um but i'm probably not going to do um that so perfectly so it might be like you know sometimes i just brush my teeth in the morning and i get really tired at night i know that's not good but it's better than not brushing my teeth at all. So I just try to keep incorporating that some is better than none mindset so I can get these things done. And um, the mental health practices and the the spirituality check-ins are really important for me and the the body-mind connection is super important. So I'm trying to get back into my positive affirmations. I've... for me, it helps just have three things that I say, and I, my thing is say each thing at least three times. So, like, I am loved. I would be like, I'm loved, I am loved, I am loved. And then I am gracious, I am gracious, I am gracious, I am gracious. And I am, I am successful, I am successful, I am successful, I am successful. And sometimes I'll say it all together, like, I am loved, I am gracious, I am successful. And sometimes I'll look in the mirror and say, you are loved, you are gracious, you are successful. And, um... Yeah, then I'll talk about my gratitude, and I'll usually say three things of that. Like, I'm grateful for my car, I'm grateful for mindfulness techniques, I'm grateful for my community and social support system. And maybe I'll journal, or I'll dance, I'll make some tea, do, do something for me. And then make sure I do some sort of self-care, some sort of care task, like brush my teeth, wash my face. Then I'll get my stuff and get ready to go. And then that's how I start my morning off, to feel good. And then lately I've been writing all that down and putting it on my story on Instagram. And then that way I can set that up well. That way I can have a set time to be like, okay, now I talk about the news and things like that that are going on in the world. And then I go, okay, back to my funnies and stuff like that. So compartmentalizing like that and um setting certain times for certain things really helps me 
um, organize it all in my brain and make it feel like it's not all happening at once and like overwhelming me. So I found that really helpful to have it structured like that. And um, that's been working for me. At least most of the time. I've only been doing that part um, past couple days. And I'm still trying to work on my nighttime routine because it's so important to set yourself up for success by having a good nighttime routine. That way you're ready for your morning routine. Because part of my morning routine is usually get my bag that's already filled. So my bag that has my lunch that is already packed. Or get my water bottle which means I have to already have brought that in from last night if I left it in my car so these are the things I have to make sure I have all like my clothes set out make sure I have like my I have clean socks like make sure I have all these things so that I can have a good morning so making sure I have a good night means that after I get home from work even though I'm really tired I still put in the work for myself and I can feel really discouraged by that a lot of times. And sometimes I just don't do it. And so it do- it's not perfect. And it does snowball and it does affect me. And I try to just reset. Um, but something that helps me to, to do it um, and get ready the night before is I remind myself that these are tasks that always need to be done. This is what it means to take care of a person. If I was taking care of another person, I would know that they have to get their clean socks. I would know that they have to have their food and they have to have their water bottle. I would know this if I was taking care of a child, someone who needed help. I should know that for myself as well. And instead of getting wrapped up and concerned and overwhelmed with the fact that, oh, dishes are piling up and laundry piles up and I'm so upset that I always have to be doing upkeep and maintenance... I just realized that this is what being human is. This is what taking care of a human looks like. And I can remember that I'm not just a a box on a checklist. I am a beautiful creature that deserves compassion and care. And I can set myself into a flourishing, thriving space where I'm feeling fulfilled and taken care of and I can provide that for myself and I deserve that and um, shaping it like that and framing it like that helps me when I when I can view it that way but sometimes I feel so depressed that I can't even give myself that pep talk so I've actually did another thing which is I wrote myself little letters so if I'm feeling really shitty like really bad and I just need to get out I'm going to open the letter and read it and try to let myself really receive it. And I wrote little pick-me-up post-it notes around. And try to change them every once in a while so I don't get too used to them. So they're still fresh and new. So those are some ways I try to stay positive And staying up to my um, routines that I know are helpful for me. I've been getting increasingly interested in the idea of subcultures. Specifically, ones like alt-TikTok that stem from in-real-life shows and communities. And I'm thinking about how I think of emo as, like, in my middle school phase of... Not really a phase, because I still listen to them, like, MCR and Fall Out Boy and Panic! at the Disco. 
and Taking Back Sunday and AFI and all these different like emo bands and pop punk bands and just like lyrical ballads and um, Hollywood and Dead, like all these random stuff that all kind of go under this umbrella category. Then someone else would hear emo and think of someone who dresses goth. And someone else would think of, of a more grungy look of, like, Y2K emo, which was, like, more the Taking Back Sunday look rather than the MCR AFI look, if that makes sense. And then there's the screamo, and the, like, of the used, and then there's the, like, I Set My Friends on Fire, and then there's, like, the whole emo kid song and all of that, and the flat iron. So there's, it's really interesting to look at all of the overlap and to think about like where people get their identity from and how they drive their ideas of self-worth and self-importance from these communities and being a part of a community that is counterculture is still a, being a part of a culture so it's interesting to look at the way someone feels like they're being an individual by dressing like a whole other group of people but it's still true because they're, st they're probably still interacting in person with a lot of people who are just dressing in normal, quote-unquote, clothes. And so they do feel like they're being counterculture because they are. And it's just interesting to look at that then when all those people come together, what sort of nuance develops and where do people draw the lines then? Because it's like, oh, okay, so we're all alt, but then what is the difference? Like, what music do you like? How do you dress? How much money do you have? What are your political views? And, like, a lot of punk is about being anti-authoritarian and anti-capitalist, I think, and um, anti-commercialism and just very counterculture in general. So you can't take that away from your political views and say oh well it's okay to be a conservative trump supporting punk like that doesn't that doesn't work with the whole don't be sexist don't be racist don't idolize politicians and capitalists idea it kind of goes against all that and you'll find that when there's someone who's like really deep into a subculture that they'll know so much about it that they'll forget that most people don't and then so they'll be like offended if you like lump them in with someone else like no that they're so different than me because this and that and the people are like it all seems the same to me and so it's really like all that's really interesting to me and thinking about like where I would fit in is interesting too because I'm not so sure like, a lot of people consider me normal, a lot of people consider me weird, and that's kind of how I like it, and that's probably how it's gonna stay. Someone once said about me, like, I like your style, I was like, oh, I don't really have a style, she, she's like, uh, I like, that's what I like about it. I'm like, okay, is that a backhanded compliment? Sure. Someone else gave me a backhand, backhanded compliment that was, that was like, oh, your outfit's interesting, and it's like, that's kind of what I was going for, but, like, hearing them say, it's like, I feel like you weren't saying that positively, you know? And then that kind of can show you something, though, because in one way they're showing interest in what you're dressing as, but another way they're not hyping you up about it. And they're, like, making you, like, have to defend yourself almost in a way or, like, have to put up some sort of boundary and barrier. And having to constantly do that is kind of shows you, like, 
maybe this, these aren't the people I should be around. I remember hearing people talk about like judging some girl for how they're dressing. And it's like, why do you care? Like, how is this affecting your life? Like, why do you want to take up time of your life to talk about what someone else is wearing? Like, and to talk bad about it and to judge them for it when you could just like not, (laughs) and you could just like mind your business and wear what you want to wear and be happy about that. It's always been so weird to me. I've always tried to fight against that kind of stuff. Like, whether it's talking about a celebrity or talk about some stranger. Like, it's all that I haven't joked around with people and talked shit, because I have. And it was funny at the time. (laughs) But, like, I try to usually put myself in that person's shoes and think, like, I wouldn't want someone to talk shit behind my back, especially someone who, like, I know in real life or something, like someone at school or whatever. And I just often think, like, there's just no difference. Like, if you're going to talk about someone to me, then you probably talk about me to someone else. So I try to shut down all that gossip and stuff. Like, at least I used to when I was in those positions. I'm not really put in that position anymore since, like, I'm an adult now. And, I mean, I guess some people, as adults, are still surrounded by gossip because of, like, their work environment or other things. But... I definitely am not around all that. I'm happy about it. I've always tried to avoid that, and then it was still around me, so, like, my friends would be into drama and stuff. Like, I remember that idea happening a lot in middle school. I remember saying, like, oh, there's all this drama happening around me, but I'm never the one that's involved in it. It's just, like, my friends are. So I'm, like, hearing about it. And it's just, like, I think it's because I try to withdraw as much as possible and try not to... That's the thing is that because I struggle so much with emotional dysregulation and, like, being quote-unquote triggered and getting just very hot feelings and intense thoughts, having to deal with all of that and these, like, physical reactions makes it so I have to be very diligent in picking my battles and I have to be prepared and have a game plan. So when someone insults me and insults my car or my teeth or my age, then I know for one thing that that says so much more about them. They have an insecurity and it probably is those specific things. They probably feel bad about how they look they probably feel bad about how old they are and they probably feel bad about some sort of thing about their valuables or their money. And it shows that they have no leg to stand on if they're just going to insult you instead of just talk to you. And it shows they're so sad that they're going to spend their time focusing on this and tearing you apart instead of working on themselves. And... So when someone says that, you know that you giving them any more attention than necessary is just going to hurt yourself. So you just let them think what they want to think. And that, it can be easier said than done. It depends. But if it's some stranger, I do not care what you think, honey. I don't. If you are an expert in a certain area, then I would love to hear about the facts that you have. But your opinions about 
myself do not matter. If you're a friend of mine, I think you're that's an informed decision and an informed opinion you're for, um, forming, so I'd want to know more about what my friends and family think about me. The only slippery slope of that is when you have some sort of toxic or harmful mean friend or family member so it has to be someone that you actually trust to show you the truth and not just berate you and all of that comes back to the subcultures of finding a community and when I'm looking for a friend group I think it makes sense to look at what kind of music you listen to. How do you like to dress? What are your political views? Like these are all things that are important. So it makes sense that people are forming groups depending on these kind of things. And it makes sense that you kind of dress similar because you're into the same styles. And um, I'm wondering if like, that just begs the question like, so if I dress differently, I'll attract different people. But like, people judge you for how you dress and don't really understand why you're dressing like that a lot like I remember on the first day of school on like senior year of high school or whatever I had like platinum blonde hair I was wearing I think my new like skinny jeans some like pink shirt some sort of like maybe Abercrombie something like that and so someone was like then when I came a few days later or so wearing like baggy patchwork pants some sort of like black and white striped crop top and blue hair someone's like oh i thought you were a prep and i was like i have all and all of the things all the styles influence me and i have duality and wholeness like i i can be a prep one day and whatever, a blue-haired rebel the next day or whatever. And I remember once getting off the plane to go see my relative, and and this was, like, in middle school, and I was dressed in all black, and she was like, oh, I thought you were emo <laughs> when I first saw you get off the plane because you are dressed in all black. And I've dressed for, up for raves, and I've dressed up... Once I dressed with them, um, I had this, like, brown skirt that had some like um, embroidered flowers going up it and a um, lacy green top and my hair done in braids and so I was like why are you dressed like that I was like because I like it and that shuts people up it's like this is because this is how I want to look because this is a vibe you know it's like and I've talked about this with friends before even friends who I feel have said those backhand comments when I take a risky choice or whatever they still understand from the perspective of like the idea of just dressing how other people dress because that's how you're supposed to dress and like if you dress otherwise people may fight that's like that's like so boring like if like if that's how you want to dress that's fine and I just want to dress to be comfortable a lot of times and there's nothing wrong with wearing like presentable or with following fashion trends everything is cool what you want to do but the boring part is the idea of, like, having to stifle your creativity just because other people don't get it. Like, that's lame. Don't do that. Like, that's why I'm so interested in these subcultures and this, like... Like, I was looking at, like, Electroclash. I think that's what it's called. Where it's, like, 
there's Dorney Electra and Crystal Castles and Daft Punk and all this like EDM rave stuff that I used to be into, like Wolfgang Gardner and like even Peaches, like this whole like um, 80s revival of this like punk scene in LA. It seems like so particular yet encompasses so much of things that I love. I love the gaudiness of the jewelry and makeup and wigs and platform shoes and the bright colors. And I love the grittiness of the edgy um, components and the do-it-yourself mentality and the um, just the uniqueness of each piece and each person's um, persona and perspective on their style. And the music is just dope. Like, I love, I love to dance and I can't wait to, like, get, go to a show in person and, like, really get into this so I can, like, put on an outfit and, because right now it's too cold to wear anything at night. But when you're going out dancing, you're able to warm up real quick. And I just can't wait to do that again. I'm so excited. I just got my vaccine yesterday. I'm feeling good today. My arm's a little sore. But I don't really have any side effects, luckily. I'm lucky in that. I also try to make sure to have, like, some vitamin C, do some exercise. Cause I, so I wanted to make sure, like, my immune system was ready. Which is the great thing about getting a vaccine is that you don't actually... You're not actually getting the virus. You're just getting something that helps your body react to it. So that you can actually prepare for it. It's not like you're just being stonewalled by an illness. Like, I feel bad for people who have gotten really bad uh, or like really intense or just even moderate side effects from the vaccine. And I haven't got my second dose yet, so that could be me in the future. But I think it's important to recognize that we're prepared for that. Like, we know that that's kind of shows that it's working. And just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean it's not working. It's just that that's one way to sh- that it shows. And yeah, that's pretty much all I want to talk about for today. I just want to talk about the subcultures, let you know I got my vaccine, and that I really can't wait to experience this music and style revival that's happening online in person. All right, be well, at least be okay. Peace. <laughs>